Welcome back to You Can Grow Anywhere. My name is Pete Gagliarda with Power Up Coaching and Hypnosis in Worcester, Massachusetts. Last week we started on how to create wonderful relationships, right? We talked about the basics of a healthy relationship. Well, this week we're going to continue on narrowing it down to being with our you know, significant other and our children because the primary relationships that most people have are with their family. So yes, I think it's important to go deeper, right, into the meaning of our, you know, significant other, our spouse, our children, our family relationships. So we can bring the highlights, right, and we can help the lowlights become highlights of life. So let's go into first, you know, talking about family and the relationships we have with them. Because last week we talked about some of the basics for a healthy relationship. Because these are so important that we're going to use them with our spouse, with our children, right? So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I suggest you go take a look at it, take the time, take notes on it because it's going to help you so much more with family relationships, right? Because family relationships take five of those eight basics um, of relationships. So we're going to talk about love, a serving heart, honest communication, patience, and fun, right? Those are so important when it comes to family. And again, I want you to understand, people are not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And as we talked about last week, relationships provide both during the best of times and the hardest times that we experience in our lives. So I want you to keep that in mind as we go through today's podcast. And I want you to understand that there is room for growth, right? If you have had broken relationships in your past, and yes, that is sad, that is unfortunate, but I want you to know that it's also okay, right? We can move forward. We can experience reconciliation. We can experience restoration, right? Life does not have to end just because that relationship ends. Hopefully, what happens is that we learn and we grow and we make our next relationship way, way more healthy and secure than any of those that came before. So, you know, as last week we looked in these aspects, keep in mind how no matter, you know, what the past has been like, right? I want you to know that the future is going to be determined on your dedication and the actions you take from this point forward, right? Because it's my belief that once we gain new information, we can't go back to the old way, right? We have new information and we want to get better, which means we're going to take those steps to get better. So let's look at love first, right? Love. Now, when it comes to our spouses, right? I, I remember my dad always um, saying to my mom, you know, because my mom used to always ask my dad, she'd go, she used to go, you know, how come you don't tell me you love me anymore? 
And I remember my, my dad would look at it and goes, I told you I loved you when we got married and that has never changed. <laughs> and the truth is it doesn't work that way, right? If anyone has ever coached with me, they know I hate assumptions, right? We can't assume that our spouse knows or feels that we love them. Part of a marriage is making sure that we are continually expressing our loves to our spouse. Right? People are more able to interpret your love better when you speak to them, right? When you tell them, when you express to them. You know, verbal affirmations may be their primary language that they understand. Sometimes that person may really understand by gestures, by the time you spend together. So if you want to learn more about how to determine, you know, the love language of the person you're with, I think you should look at the book, The Five Love Languages and How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to your mate. It's by Gary Chapman. Um, it is just a, a, a great read. And if you want to learn how to speak that love language to your spouse, that's a, a great one. Now, when it comes to your kids, love is the greatest gift you can give to your children. Now, as I'm recording this, my daughter is just about two and a half years old, and there is not a day that goes by where I don't tell her I love her. You know, the world we live in can be so mixed up at times. You know, it has its ups and downs. And even with children, it has ups and downs. And they may be scared, they may be stressed, they may be crying, they may be sad, right? But our children need the absolute unconditional love of their parents. So much of what children grow up to become is based on the love they feel and experience from their parents. The love of a parent is foundational for the development of a healthy, well-rounded child who grows up to be healthy, well-rounded, who are productive members of society. Now, when I mention my daughter, every day I tell her I love her. I notice that even though she's two and a half, we have moments where we don't see eye to eye. She wants a cookie. I want to give her something healthy like an apple. She gets upset. Now, I can get angry that she's upset because she's not getting what she wants. Or I give her that love, right? I tell her that it's okay we don't see eye to eye. And that I love her anyway. And usually what happens is she calms down because she just wants to know that the love is still there. So it's important to love your children through the, the hardest times and make sure they know you love them every day. Now, when it comes to having a serving heart, right? The other basic. When it comes to a spouse, right? We, we want to have that serving heart. Right. Imagine that you're you know, older and you're at the end of your life and you have to look back, right? Do you see that you helped your spouse more 
in your life, right? Do you want to look back and regret and go, man, she needed me in all these times and I wasn't there? Or would you rather be in that moment to go, you know what, I gave my life, my, my life and my wife, everything I had, right? Unfortunately, so many people get married with the perspective that the other person exists to make them happy. In reality, when we get married, we are making a commitment to serve the other person. Our hearts must be selfless. They must be devoted to that principle that if we are going to make the marriage work, we need to help them. Imagine the power there would be in a marriage if each person made it their first commitment to help the other person. Now, this only works if both make that commitment. Otherwise, one person feels taken advantage of. But when both people come out from that perspective, right, that they're going to devote their life to the other person, right? They're going to help the other person grow. They're going to help the other person succeed. <laughs> Watch out on what's going to happen, right? Because let me give you a word of caution. When I say that each person devotes their life to each other, I don't mean that the person should lose their identity or compromise the essence of who they are to that other person for the sake of the relationship, right? We must bring our, our own wholeness, our own talents, our own uniqueness and personality and gifting to the relationship because that's the key to healthy success, right? Especially in a relationship. So, you know, it's one where it's, I'll take care of me for you and you take care of you for me. It's a, it's a subtle balance of respecting and loving myself enough to take care of me for the betterment, um, the betterment of the relationship, right? Because when I'm a healthy individual, how much more can I bring to and invest in this, in this relationship, right? Because it's important to take the time to invest in caring for yourself and bringing the best of you to a relationship so that you can pour that joy, right? You can give them that caring, you can give them that uniqueness that's going to create that incredible gift of change to the other person and yourself. That's important to remember. Now, when we have a serving heart to our children, you know, this is honestly one of the best examples we can give to our children, right? Are we willing to serve our children, right? When they are very young, the choice is an easy one, right? Because we have to feed them, we have to change them. They need us for their survival because they are completely dependent upon us. But as they get older, imagine that impact we can make on our children and the examples we set for them when we're willing to serve them and look out for their needs. Now again, when I say serve them, I don't mean you should do everything for them, right? Because then you're fostering a helplessness in them. But when they ask for our help or the opportunity presents itself for us to selflessly serve them in a way that teaches them to serve others, we should capitalize on that moment, right? Because the moment we care for another, it represents one of the greatest values 
in our life. Now, when it comes to children and serving them, you know, as a coach, I always recommend teaching them, right? Helping them find ways to solve the problem. That's serving, that's giving. You're giving your time, right? You're giving your energy. But at the same time, they're giving their time, they're giving their energy back to find that solution. That is having that serving heart for our children. Now, the next one is open communication. Whew, man, you know, with our spouses, right? Sometimes it can be really difficult to communicate. Life gets busy. Sometimes the conversations are tough conversations, right? And sometimes we, we get so wrapped up in our lives we end up just only communicating about things like, hey, what's for dinner? You know, who's picking up the kids? Uh, you know, who, when they're, who's doing the dishes tonight, right? If we're not careful, the bulk of our communication can be very light-ended, right? The, those deep conversations are become harder and harder to have, right? And sometimes it's hard to say, hey, we should really sit down and communicate. It needs to be for our spouse, our partners, something we do regularly, right? Because we need to communicate on that deeper level. Now, some good ideas that I've seen work really well include a date night, right? Where, you know, you can get a sitter if you have kids and you go out, whether it be every week or every two weeks, you know, as long as it's regular. And we have those deep, meaningful conversations with them where we can be honest about how we feel, what we're thinking, or what's going on, right? But it's important to make sure that it doesn't fall to the wayside, to those light-ended conversations. You know, the key here is when you have those conversations, right? When you have that time, you open up to your spouse, to your partner. Talk about all the meaningful things that would otherwise slip away to that busy schedule and this is so important if you do nothing else please do not neglect to connect with the person you love make sure you invest that time right because time is valuable time is precious to continue cultivating potentially one of the most rewarding relationships in your life now when we talk about having communication with our children Man, this is so important too, right? And this is one where I've seen a lot of, of families put this to the wayside, right? Because oftentimes, you know, the dad is busy. He's, you know, watching TV. He's on his phone. He's spending time with his friends. And that kid, his child needs to talk, right? Children need someone to listen. They need our time. They need honest communication. They need adults who will tell them the truth about life and how it works as they go through life. Kids are going to learn about life one way or another. The question parents need to ask themselves is whether they want their kid to learn about life from them or someone else. We need to do more than just get our enterprises ready for the challenges of the future, right? We need to get our children 
ready to face challenges that they're going to have in the future. Because if you talk to your children, you can help them. You can help their lives. And when you're there, right? And this is where it gets even better. When you talk to them skillfully, you help them build their future dreams, right? You taking the time to communicate with your kids, especially when you communicate with love, ah, oh man, it, it becomes such a, an important, powerful foundation in their life. Because a child can go through life going, life is gonna be hard, life is gonna be tough, and they succumb to being average or below average. Or you can communicate to your child that yes, there will be ups and downs, but when you're down, you fight hard to go back up, and when you're up, you fight harder to go even higher. Imagine what that would do for your child in their life as an adult, knowing they can handle every situation that comes their way because they were taught to communicate. Now, the next one is patience. Now, when it comes to patience and our spouses and our partners, you need to remember people are not perfect. We all make mistakes, right? Sometimes we forget, sometimes we, we blow the moment. Sometimes, you know, they can even purposely do something wrong. Now, I don't always know why it happens, but it does unfortunately happen. And this is why we must have patience with people. If we can't have patience with people, we are bound to be less able to develop long-lasting and healthy relationships. This is especially true with those in our families. You know, think about it. If a friend starts getting on your nerves, you would probably just wait until he goes home. But this doesn't work with our family. They live with us. So this is why we need patience combined now with communication and love. Now, when it comes to children and having patience, we all know we need a lot of patience with our children, right? They start out knowing literally nothing about the world, how to do anything in it, right? We are giving them, as parents, we are given the task of teaching them slowly how to do things, right? You, you probably experience if you're a parent, you know, your child asks a million questions. But just when you think they are through, they ask a million more. It's a never-ending cycle, right? But then once they learn how to do things, all of a sudden they act as though they were born with it and they don't need us anymore. Yes, it requires a lot of patience, but trust me, they are worth every ounce we give them, right? They bring us so much joy in our lives and eventually they come to realize they aren't smarter than us after all. It may take them a while, don't get me wrong, but they do understand that. And they're gonna remember your patience, right? They're gonna remember when you were slow to anger and you were full of love and communication. So be patient, right? And know that all of your hard work will pay off in the end. Now here comes the best part, the fun. We need fun in our lives. So fun with our spouses. Think about when you first started dating, everything you, you did, right? It was probably a lot of fun, wasn't it? 
And over time, life kind of just settled in. We had work and mortgages and children, and it's easy to forget to have fun with our partner, with our spouse, right? But it's so important. We should always be sure to spend some time having fun with our spouse, with our partner throughout the week, right? I would really encourage you to make your fun times just that, fun times. When you go on vacation, leave work at home. Make it fun. Spend time with your partner, your spouse, your family. Have fun. You know, relax. Enjoy yourself. Because when you get back to work, you can work as hard as you want or need to. Now, with children, think about it, right? Kids are all about fun, aren't they? They always want to play. They want to wrestle. They want to do something. And unfortunately, sometimes us being adults, we take ourselves too seriously, right? And we let the cares of the world weigh us down. And then we find it hard to play with our children, right? Well, let me encourage you to spend some time having fun with your children. These are times when the child is going to learn discipline, right? These are the times where they're going to learn how to have some of that good old-fashioned fun, and you're going to remember what it's like to be a child. And here's the best part. They will remember and cherish those memories for the rest of their life, right? That's going to shape them to become adults that cherish and play with their children too. So if you already spend time with your children and play with your children, enjoy it that much more, right? Now, maybe you have adult children, right? So here's my best advice for keeping your relationships healthy with them. Now, it's important that you don't support them financially. You can support them emotionally, and yes, you should definitely do that. But eventually, they need to go support themselves. The root of most dysfunction is often over-dependence on others, right? When someone is 28 years old, they should already have at least a few years on their own. Anything less, and you are placing a hindering effect on their development as healthy, self-sustaining people, right? You need to keep your nose out of their business unless they ask. Now, that can be difficult for a lot of people, but that's right, you they are adults, right? They are no longer children. And if you did your job right, while they're growing up, they should be fully capable of living life out of wisdom, knowledge, and the skills that you taught them. Now it's their life to live. Because if they ask for your advice, then tender it in humility. Because the worst thing you can do in your relationship with your children is try to control them and second guess their decision. And now you love them and treat them as you would adult friends because they aren't children anymore. They are no longer eight years old. Your relationship has evolved. You should interact with them the same way you would with your best friends now. Yes, they are still your children, but the way we interact changes as they get older. 
reach out to help them with their children. Because you remember how hard it was raising kids, don't you? Well, now not only can you help them, you can involve yourself with their grandchildren to make a significant impact in their lives as well. You get to be one of those proactive grandparents, and I guarantee that if you call your children and offer to watch your kids, well, they get to go away for the weekend. They will take you up on it, right? They will think you are their hero, and you will have another, another cherished opportunity with your grandkids. So I want you to understand how powerful that is, right? Because I want you to think of other things about your life in raising your family. Because there's a lot of power in praising your family for every good thing they do, right? Because we're not an island, right? We don't get to the top by ourselves. And that doesn't matter if it's family or business, you, we're not an island. And with every person we meet, we can either give life to them or take life from them, right? We can encourage them to build them up or we can tear them down. Now, successful people who have mastered, right, love building other people up. So I want you to think about that, to praise your family, right? Remind them when they do something good. Don't assume again that they know, but tell them how proud you are. Tell them that they did a good job. Being honest, right? Telling them what actions they did that led to that wonderful result. Because it's going to make them want to do it more. Now, at the same time, if someone does something wrong, don't lie to them. If they've done something wrong, correct it. But when they do something right, you praise it, right? When they learn, you praise the learning. Because you're going to find there's so many benefits to this, right? Your relationship grows. And since we know life is about relationships, we want them to grow. So yes, when we praise, right? When we share people's positive aspects, the relationship grows. And it grows so fast. Like you'll, You could never imagine that your relationship could be this good. It builds that stronger loyalty in our relationships when we build people up. People feel happier, more fulfilled. Now, one of the best ways you can praise people is by taking action, right? And it's simple things like praising, be like, man, I noticed you did the dishes. I was so worried that I was, uh, they were going to be piling up. I'm so grateful that you did this. And mean it, right? Show appreciation, maybe with a gift card or a gift. A little surprise out of the blue goes a long way. So now, over the next week, I want you to think about and reflect on, do you know the best ways to express love to your spouse? so they know that you appreciate and love them the most? Do you tell your kids that you love them every day, right? Do you tell your spouse you love them every day? You know, would your family characterize you as having a serving attitude? Or would they say, oh, he's always on the phone, she's always too busy, no, they're always at work, they, they never make time for us, right? What would they say? If you don't know, 
ask them. Now, when it comes to communication with your family, is it open? Is it honest? Do you feel like it's a hindrance sometime, right? What could you do to make the communication better? Are you patient with your family, with your children? Think about the last time you had fun, and I mean real fun, with each member of your family. What do they like to do? And what things do they like to do with you? Because over the next week, I want you to take action, right? I want you to make a conscious effort to tell everyone in your family that you love them each and every day, right? Begin to serve the people in your family. Do something for them just because with no expectation of anything in return. Because now, I want you to talk to your partner or your spouse to come up with a time every week where you can just sit and talk. Talk to your kids, you know, have fun, and enjoy the time you have with each other. Because we need patience, we need love. Think about ways where you can, you know, take control to express more patience. Take control to express more loves. And then plan a day. Plan a day within this next week, whether it be just an hour, an afternoon, it can be a whole day. It's what works for you to have fun with your family. Because next week we're going to talk about the next part of building our, our relationships, right? To make them the best relationships possible. And that's with our friends. So until next week, my name is Pete Gagliardo with Power Up Coaching and Hypnosis in Worcester, Massachusetts. I want to remind you that yes, you can grow everywhere. And I want to see you back here next week where we expand your relationships with your friends. Talk to you later.